Hey, what's up, universe? So, this is going to be episode two of my podcast. It's a choice. I'm starting to do video now because it's a new time in my life. So I figure, what the hell, I'll start documenting shit. And don't have any regrets. Just kind of a pro tip if anybody's looking to start something like this. You're starting a new adventure in your life, a whole new section in your life, whatever. I like sun up on my right shoulder there. It makes it really fucking bright, doesn't it? Anyway, and you want to document that shit, do that shit from the beginning. It's a pro tip. In case, you know, for posterity, whatever, right? I didn't do that. That's okay. So, where do I want to start? Do I want to start from, like, the very beginning? Like, 2006? Or do I want to start from what I would consider the beginning of, like, where I'm at right now? I think 2006 is obviously, obviously related to now. Maybe it's not obvious, but it totally is. <laughs> but anyway. I think I'm going to just start with the current situation. Present. The now. And then I can backfill and kind of give people some context as to how the fuck I got to right here, right now. Now, in episode one, I detailed, like, my process. Like, how these things would come up for me to perform or have to choose, <laughs> perform intuitive decision-making or have to make an intuitive, intuitively based choice. So, I'm just going to back up and go into a little bit of history, but it's relevant, it's extremely relevant to the now, without giving, like, massive historical examples of my decisions, choices. Anyhow, it's the beginning of 2020, it's January, and, uh, met a woman through work who turned me on to Jim Fortin and I have a nickname for this woman I call her Miss Universe because she's like this I call her like the channel she's a definite conduit out to you know the universe um, and you know if this sounds woo to you that's fine <laughs> you can do, do, do as you will with that but uh, anyway she turned me on to Jim Fortin and to I started listening to Jim's podcasts and then I started listening, sorry, and then I enrolled in his TCP program in March of 2020. And I'm currently enrolled in his September 2020 uh, program as well. And that's just kind of context for a little bit of the tools and language, the vernacular, whatever, um, and the thought process, the whole, it's a choice thing, uh, where it really kind of came from. So I just want to give credit where credit is due and give some context as well if, um, if and when things come up in the future that I reference. Anyway, um, it's February, so I just provide that, that I met this woman in January through work who turned me on to Jim Fortin. It gets to be February. I'm from Kansas City. I grew up there. I lived there for like 41 years. Um, just so you know, I'm on a trail, so if there's background noise, it's going to happen. So, anyway, um, and I'm chewing gum. I'm sure that's not overly attractive. Nom, nom, nom. Whatever. Anyway, um, sorry, lived in Kansas City for 41 years and got divorced in 2014. Moved into a house at the very beginning of 2014, like February 2014. Whatever, March, doesn't matter. And lived there for basically, what, just over six years, right? Until recently, within October 4th is when I left. Um, 
Anyhow, so just over six years. And in February, I told my kids, I have two boys that are 12 and 14, <clears throat> and I said, we're moving. And my youngest was all excited, and my oldest was like, what the fuck? And at the time, I was just thinking, I'm going to move out of the house, like into another house relatively close, within like a mile. I've never lived that far from the house I grew up in, you know what I mean? Um, and then, as I got, as I went through that process, I just was like, you know... I need to think bigger, right? And so I was like, okay, well, like Johnson County. And then I'm like, no, 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 the divorce papers say Kansas City. I can live anywhere in the Kansas City metro area. Kansas City is not giant, but the amount of space, the amount of square miles that it covers is actually pretty fucking big. Um, at least larger than I had originally anticipated, legally speaking, we'll put it that way, right? Um, so I, for the first time, allowed myself to like, quote unquote, think big. And uh, I chose to think big. <laughs> right? I know that's funny. Oh yeah, Kansas City's giant. Anyway, I continued that thought process because originally the houses I was looking at was like around the same price as the one I was renting, right? I'm like, oh, the mortgage should be pretty much the same. I can afford that, blah, blah, blah. Stories. And so I'm like, fuck that, man. Didn't take me but like a day or two where I was like, let's think bigger than that. So I started looking at like five, $700,000 homes, right? And then I'm like, no, 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 dude. Think bigger than that. I was like, okay. So I started looking at like one and a half, two, three, four million dollar homes. And I was like, yeah, I like how that feels. That feels good. Shit looks good too, right? But what was hilarious in some regard to me, at least struck me, where I was discriminating against these multi-million dollar homes where I'm like, no, 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 that two and a half million dollar home, that shit doesn't cut it. This other two and a half or two and a quarter million dollar home, that's fucking badass. So it was hilarious to be like, whoa, like any of these would be nice to have, right? No, that's not true, man. I'm really picky about my home. That's where you spend your time. Like that's like your castle. That's your domain, your domicile. Like that's where, that's where you fucking live, man. Like, yeah, that's, it's important to me. Um, as I assume for most people, uh, it is. For, anyway. So that happened in February. And at the time I started going through my stuff and like, you know, getting real serious about like packing it up and labeling what room it's gonna go in and like getting ready for a move, right? And what came up to me during that time was being very intentional about what it is I'm building. Like the word foundation and intention and being present and mindful, like all of these words came up very strongly, like viscerally, where it was like, this is important. Like we're starting over, like over. And as I went through my stuff, the more stuff I looked at, the less I wanted to take. I was like, man, I don't want to take anything into my new space. Like, I'm going to move into a new house, and I want to create something from the ground up energetically. Like, I don't want to fucking bring any old shit. It got to that point. And, you know, I spoke to my landlord. We redid the lease for longer, you know, like I didn't get out of it. Um, I just agreed to do until like next April although I was one I was itching in February to like move like right now so that subsided after about I don't know five or six weeks you know into March and I need to say too that I have been working on a new version of me a new me for just over a year now um I came back from a Tony Robbins event life and wealth mastery I went to Fiji to that event and when I came back in October of 2019 um I got a personal trainer, lost 40 pounds, started eating healthier, um, 
and just had like this vision of like this new me and like how I was being in the world, you know? So I mentioned that because to have the context that I've been working on myself and moving houses was part of that because I, the reason I mentioned the divorce is because I, I felt like in February that I had just moved into that house to process my divorce. And it took me way too fucking long, but it took me like five to six years to process my divorce. And when that happened, when I got back, I was like, dude, I am done. Like this house has served its purpose and now it's time to build something new and move into completely different energy, which is part of the reason too, I didn't want to take any of my old shit with me, nothing. This is brand new because it's part of the brand new me. And like I said, the intention and the energy about being focused and directed and present and like, yeah, intentional about what I'm building was very um, important. It came up very strongly. So um, anyway, just needed to put it out there that I was working on the new me. So like it subsided, right? That feeling did. I had packed up some stuff, whatever. But I wasn't moving yet, right? So I joined TCP of 2020, March 2020, and it starts at the end of March. So just a few days before the beginning of TCP in March 2020, I um, had this download. I was doing my workouts at home. And this download that came to me was like, hey, man, you know that vision of yourself that you had? Because I had this static image that I didn't like consciously, consciously, I should say, sorry, um, conjure up. It like just kind of came to me, right? And I should say too, in January and February, I got, uh, I worked on a new wardrobe. Um, I got a, um, what was the, uh, what's the word here? Stylist for Jay Hilburn. Um, got measured, got custom made clothes. Um, I'm telling you, I was working on a whole new way of being, right? You know me. And so got this download on March, March 26th. I can remember the date. And, um, <laughs> anyway, got this download during my workout and it's like, hey man, you know that vision, that I, that static image of yourself that you have in your head? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, is that person doing what you're doing right now, like professionally? And without hesitation, my, I, my reaction was like, no, you know? And then all of a sudden the thought came to me where I'm like, fuck, like I've got to change my, what I'm doing for a profession because a lot of us identify with what we do as a profession be like, well, I'm a doctor, I'm a dentist, I'm a nurse, I'm a fucking car salesman or fucking, you know, coach, whatever the fuck. Like, that's a huge part of our identity, right? I am this or that professionally because it's just, anyway, it's just how we do it. It's like a lot of us identify that way. So I was like, fuck, man, I got to change. I got to change who I am. I got to quit my fucking job. So it happened to be a day where we were having team meetings, like a, a team meeting. I worked for a small startup. Um, and so I told him, man, I was like, it got to be my turn. I was like, here's what happened. Then they know, they know me well enough to uh, know that this isn't my first time, like making a choice like this or having something like this happen to me. So yeah, I told him, I was like, I got this download. I need to change what I'm doing, who I'm being. I can't do this anymore. Um, and for like, I was going to stay until the beginning of July, but by the time the middle of April rolled around, it was very apparent to me that I wasn't honoring myself because it was coming up for me very strongly uh, for a week, like where I could feel it in my body, um, that I needed to go and that I was already checked out and that I wasn't being authentic, you know, and so I needed to own that. 
Uh, so I did, I owned that, you know, spoke to the owners and was like, look, I gotta go like right now. I can't, I'm not going to wait till July. I've already checked out and I can't, I can't be in integrity taking your money and not actually working the way I was working before, you know? And so I left at the end of April. Um, and I haven't collected a paycheck since, but here I am with a Lexus and a cell phone with service um, some cash in my pocket, food in my belly, a room to go to, and the choices. I mean, it always goes back to this, the choices that were made. So when I chose to leave my job, I also chose to dive right into TCP and helped create this community of amazing people and experiences. And that is what's led me to here. So like, I did that for a few months, right? TCP is a 14 week program. I was doing Facebook lives. I was just, people were doing challenges, like, you know, dance challenges and like all sorts of things. Like, um, just a fun time. And just the relationships that were developed there, uh, the friendships, the connections, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was fucking magical, is what it was, really. If I can ask anybody, it was pretty magical. And unlike any other round of TCP, like everybody was talking about how unique that experience was compared to every other round of TCP. And so that goes on until the end of June, early July, right? So I hadn't collected a paycheck since the end of April. And what I learned from my experience in June for that whole month that Jim Fortin is right, man. Money does not come from work. Money comes from the fucking universe. And I haven't connected with the whole abundance and like creating a whole fuck ton of wealth like, you know, where my money piles up in my bank account, but I'm working on that. Um, that's a choice is what it is. It's a fucking choice and I get it. But you know how it is sometimes with some choices where we won't make them until it clicks with us. There's some emotional, energetic component that has to like flip inside of us. And then we're like, yeah, I'm fucking making that choice. Or now I'm choosing that for me. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm working on that. Um, but what I learned in June, like I said, the money doesn't come from work. There were maybe nine to a dozen times where I was managing my fear and uncertainty and my surrendering and my trust in the process and the universe. And money fucking showed up. It showed up. Multiple, multiple times. And that has continued through... It's now October 15th. It's not that I haven't been looking for work. And it's not that I haven't been looking for a place to live. But for some reason, I'm on this journey to share it. And there's a lot of people that resonate and identify and are inspired by it. So, you know, like I said, in June, money showed up. I was able to, I haven't, I didn't pay rent. I haven't paid rent. I owe my landlord in Kansas City for like four months. To me, that's like getting paid. That's like money in my account because my landlord didn't kick me out. My landlord was fucking awesome. I love him. Love that man, truly. And he even gave me some cash a couple of times. So to me, that's an example of abundance and grace. It's like being paid. Yeah, thank you. I'm just saying thank you to the universe and thank you to my landlord. 
Um, I owe American Express a fucking lot of money. A uh, decent amount of money, anyway. Um, leased a Lexus at the beginning of June. Like a brand new Lexus. Whose payment per month is probably somebody's rent. I still have it. Um, yeah, my credit cards are maxed out. My bank accounts are zeroed out. Um, mostly. Uh, I do have a little bit of cash now because of the grace and support I've had through the universe, which shows up through people. Random people making contributions to me because I'm allowing myself to live an authentically inspired life and walk into fear and walk through the fear and sit with all of that and manage those emotions because it's a lot of fucking work to do that shit. That is the work. That's why we don't have to worry about the how because the how is a big fucking piece of work that the universe takes care of, but managing your shit, managing your fucking shit, riding those peaks and valleys of the emotions because I'm telling you, when you go through it and you're convinced and you are willing to take on any fucking repercussion for the vision or for the feeling that you have, that it's the right thing to do, yeah, it's a fucking ordeal every time. And if you don't know the definition of an ordeal, go fucking look it up because I mean it in a ritualistic sense. Like, it is going to be a fucking ride. I haven't done one yet. I haven't made an intuitive decision yet. Uh, I haven't made those kinds of choices where it hasn't been an ordeal. And every fucking time it's an ordeal. Every fucking time, there's a giant fucking reward for passing through that, from, for through successfully completing that ordeal. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. So, I mention all of that because, you know, stuff has come up recently. Like, I had a, I didn't have to could have chosen to stay with my boys and not do what I did, right? Well, it came up in August through September that moving out of Kansas City was the thing to do. So now I'm like thinking much, much bigger, right? Yeah. Well, to go to Reno. And then now my eyes are set on Incline Village for sure. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. So I'm going to live there. And so through the choice to moving to Reno, that entailed leaving my sons in Kansas City to stay with their mom, my ex-wife, and to change those relationships, to change my relationship with my mom and my sisters, um, to change relationship with some of the people that I had, you know, my friends and everything like that in Kansas City, um, allowing others to um, choosing to allow others to have their opinions and their beliefs about what it is I'm doing and their own interpretations. Choosing to try to preface as best I could um, the impact and the change to my sons and my expectations and how I'm coming, where I'm coming at for it, you know, through the decision, like where I'm coming from with it, that I'm not choosing to abandon them. Some people may choose to interpret that. Um, a lot of times when one is making an intuitive decision, um, it can appear to be very selfish, just like I mentioned in the first episode. This is no different. This can look like a very, very selfish fucking choice, for sure. Um, and I get it. I know how it looks on the outside. But um, I'm convinced of, of the choice. I'm convinced of the push and the nudge, and I'm convinced of a vision that I have associated with it, for sure. Um, 
the amount of potential that's out here with for the person that I'm looking to co-create with is really massive and um, and anyway so yeah coming out to Reno and then choosing to like get rid of all of my stuff like literally give it away give it away I didn't want any money for that because I was just the reason that came to me like to do that is because um, once I started thinking about coming out to Reno in August through September as the thought became more serious and real um, I started looking at ways to get rid of my stuff eventually I mean originally I was looking to sell it but the idea of having like a yard sale overwhelmed me so I called up an estate sale company and they took a look at my stuff and they're like you don't have enough here for us to work with you on and I think it's basically because I was renting the house and they weren't be able to sell the house anyway so I was a little discouraged by that and the thought came to me not the thought but like a uh, how do I want to say like a download again came to me where it was like hey you know these books that you have I have a big ass library um, in your TV your receiver all your speakers all that kind of stuff you know I'm like yeah it's like those are physical representations of energy and I'm like yeah and it's like well if you are gonna sell that stuff and you don't want to take old energy into your new space you can't sell it because all you're doing is changing the form of energy you're changing it from one like the physical representation of that item like the receiver but then you're just changing it into cash which is a different form of energy you can't take that cash that energy from old things into your new space and I was like damn I gotta get rid of my shit I just gotta give it away and so that's what I did I gave all my shit away all of it I have my Lexus I have like a couple of suits my tailor-made clothes from Jay Hilburn socks underwear undershirts all that kind of shit right but that's it that's it that's all I got and for me that's not my that wasn't my main wardrobe I was working on building that out so I probably have like five dress shirts ties one pair of nice couple night couple pairs of nice slacks and a couple suits that's really about it and some really badass dress shoes that I like um and then I've got like some books my toiletries like a tent and like paperwork from like the files should I need to keep like tax returns and crap like that passport and whatever um a couple cases of bottled water and like that's it just a couple other miscellaneous things and that's it that's all I had and that's all I have in my car and um that's something yeah, to get I got rid of a house full of shit and decided to come out to Reno so that's what I did on October 4th I fucking left Reno or left Kansas City drove a thousand miles to Salt Lake City was gifted a room at a hotel from somebody that I know um, in Salt Lake City so I got to spend the night in a hotel instead of in my car in Salt Lake City left Salt Lake City at 9.30 in the morning came out to Reno got to Reno at like 3.30pm Pacific time and yeah the things that are crazy man so I made that choice right and here I'm like having complete faith and trust and managing my fear and like surrender and all of that stuff during this process right this is what I'm talking about like and then having my mom you know like um, and not just my mom my family like my family um, other than my kids I should say most not all of my family um, but generally speaking broad strokes here um, it was not a well-received change um, you know for sure um, 
And trust me, I get it. I'm living it. It doesn't logically make any sense. Be like, hey, I got this intuitive pull to go fucking like change up everything and like move and get rid of all of my shit. Trust me, when I say it, it sounds a little fucked up, but it's not my first rodeo. I've done these things before and I just know that there's gold on the other side. Straight up major fucking gold. There's so much energy around this particular event. Major gold. Biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Anyway, um, where was I at here? Yeah, so I get to Reno, and here's the thought that goes through my head. I'm sitting in my car. I just did a Facebook Live into the September 2020 group uh, for TCP, and I'm like, I basically have two options, right? I have $38 cash in my pocket, and like I told you earlier, my accounts were zeroed out, credit cards maxed out, one of my bank accounts is overdrawn. Um, yeah, so 38 bucks cash, what I got. I have two options, I think, in my head, really. I'm like, I could fill up my gas tank, because I had about 119 miles left before I was empty, so I could piddle around Reno and move around. And then have, like, eight bucks left over for certain, some Taco Bell, Chipotle, or something, you know? I was like, that's one option. Other option is that I can celebrate my arrival to Reno and get something good to eat, because for the last two days when I was driving, the only thing I was eating, I was drinking water, and almonds. I had a big-ass bag of almonds, and that's all I had. That's it. So I was kind of fucking hungry. I wanted something tasty. So I was like, I could celebrate, have a good fucking meal, and then not worry about how I'm going to like fill up the gas tank. Okay. So I went ahead and celebrated. Got myself a good dinner and dessert and all that. With a tip, it was like 30 bucks. So I walk out to my car with 8 bucks cash. And... I start talking to my oldest son, right? Because I talk to them every day. And as I'm talking to him, three things fucking happen. And the number three in this journey has shown up all over the place. I don't want to get off on a side tangent, um, but there's at least five or six instances where the th like threes, like sets of threes, a set of three um, appears throughout this journey. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you should look up the quality of that number as well. Like, what does the number three mean? Uh, what does it represent? Anyway, so I get some money sent to me, and now I have more money in my pocket than I had when I went to dinner, when I arrived in Reno. That's fucking amazing. Uh, somebody introduced me to somebody else in Reno. They're like, hey, I have a friend. Here's, here they are. Here's an introduction. That's fucking cool. Um, and then I got a notification that I was set up with three nights in a hotel. What? That all made me cry because this is what I'm talking about. You follow your nudge, you make a choice to follow and honor yourself, to live an authentically inspired life, and the universe takes care of the fucking how. This, this has happened, I'm recording this 10 days after I arrived in Reno, and this continues to happen. This is the first example in this, in this whole context of the Reno move, you know, the Reno move, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to call it, like the new me, like the very beginning of the new me. And I shouldn't say really the beginning, but like I'm building shit intentionally right now. This is the part I've been waiting for. So that's why I'm saying like that it just started because I'm literally building things brand new from the ground up with intention and focus and mindfulness. So those three things happen. Monday when I arrived in Reno on October 5th. Bam. Fuck, man. So over the next 10 days, 
These things continue to happen. It's not every day I get set up with a hotel room. I've had to sleep in my car a few times. Um, I've been here for 10 days. I probably slept in my car about half the time. But the other half the time I had a fucking hotel room because somebody hooked me up. People have given me cash, like probably over a dozen people have support, supported me um, through, through just, they're just inspired by the story and they're touched and they're moved by it. And I am like, fucking holy hell, man. Like I am, when things like this happen, when the universe actually, you feel the cradle, the cradling of the universe supporting you, it creates what I call inspired gratitude. Like I have no fucking choice but to feel grateful. Like it inspires the gratitude in me. It wells up in my chest and my heart and it makes me cry. It's no fucking shit. But, I shouldn't even say but, but I'm gonna, I say um, that, having experienced that, and it's not like I said, not my first time, but when I experience that, it just reinforces the, it, the belief. I had a friend ask me as I'm going through this stuff in June and he asked me in July, he's like, you're able to manifest things, man. He's like, I want to get into more of that. Like, how do you fucking do that? And I told him in the beginning, you know, like I've told you guys here, that you've got to follow that authentic inspiration, that nudge, that intuition, that gut feel. And you have to honor that. And you have to accept it and just do it and be prepared for everything that comes with it, you know? And move through the fear and just manage that shit and trust, trust it's the right thing to do for you, right? I said in the beginning, it's faith. And you're fucking scared, right? And you're just like, oh, I think this might work, maybe. Um, but that's the part you're managing, right? You're actually, you're allowing yourself to actually believe it and that it's going to be fine. And you're just quieting the monkey mind. It's just, shut up, get out of my way. I got shit to manifest. So in the beginning, it's, it's faith. And act as you go through it enough times, it becomes, instead of faith, it becomes a knowing. And when it becomes a knowing, it becomes a way of being. And if you listen to Jim Fortin, the whole way of having the identity is the be, do, have model. So once you're being the person that moves through life authentically and inspired and allows oneself to honor their intuition, the world opens up for you. The world opens up for you. I'm able to live in ways that most people aren't. I'm supported in ways that most people aren't. And it's not because I'm fucking special. It's not because I'm fucking like anything different than you. It's not. The only thing different is living an inspired, authentic life and allowing myself to do that. Because the biggest thing that's stopping most people from doing that is fear. They get into their fucking mind and they start logically thinking about shit. They start going through all these fucking possibilities that they don't know how to let go. And they don't know how to say that the universe is going to take care of the how. Because all of us, all of us at some level, give a shit about the details. And we're like, how the fuck is that going to work? How the fuck is that? How the fuck is that? When the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right? And you create any fucking arrangement of details around any scenario. Our brains love to get into that shit. At least at some level. But to live an inspired, like an authentic inspired life where you're just nudged and you're like, that makes zero fucking sense. Why would I do that? But it feels like the right thing. Why the fuck would I do that? It feels like the right thing. But as soon as we 
start analyzing those feelings and we get into our brain about trying to figure out all the fucking details around that fucking like scenario that's when we kill it so when we just say fuck the how and we say I'm trusting you universe I know you got my back when it becomes a knowing and you become and you become that being you're being that person living an authentic inspired life Yeah, <laughs> the world will open up for you. So that's what's been happening over the last 10 days when I've been in Reno. A whole shitload of support, a whole fuck ton of grace. And I'm not being arrogant about it. I'm, I'm speaking to it to speak to like the example, what it, what it appears to me, like how it's shown up for me, right? And like as a proof of the concept is what it's about. So I'm not at all trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to say like I'm entitled to this stuff. I'm just saying like this is how it's worked. Like this is how it's fucking worked. It's been nuts. I've had enough money to put gas in my tank, enough money to eat, enough been gifted hotel rooms. I've had, you know, time to do this podcast. I've had time to further develop other relationships. I've had time to you know, live in a way that is absolutely amazing. And I'm grateful for it. And so there's a lot of details I haven't spoken into, but this, the short of it is, you know, trust your gut, follow through with it, man, and fuck the fear. Manage that shit. Get out there and live an authentically inspired life, man. You know, I see enough of my impact doing it that I know it's a thing. So the more of us, the more of us that do it, the more ripples we create, the more people that we can inspire to live an authentically inspired life by choosing it. Let's do that. Let's do that shit. Who doesn't want to walk on that kind of a path, man? Let's, who doesn't want to have that kind of a journey? Fuck yeah. Let's do that. So as always, right? Inspiring each other to live an inspired, authentic life because at the end of the day, living an authentic, inspired life, it's a choice. All right, man. Love you guys. Bye.